0: appreciate this. Um, it has been a, uh, a great week again spending time. Uh, I've got to tell you, church, I love these children. Getting to spend time with them outside of, outside of this building, that's precious. Um, I want them to be saved. Some of them aren't yet accountable, I'm sure, but it won't be long they will turn around and they'll be lost. And it's just a privilege to get to spend time with them, and and uh, riding on the float, and and uh, that might seem like a small thing, but but hearing them spontaneously, that nobody even had to say, but we were riding, and and it was cold and dark last night, and. Um, They just begin to sing Christmas songs, church Christmas songs. Um, That touched me. I appreciate that. Somebody else, something on your heart? If not, um, I'll ask you to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, um, and I'll read that. Uh, again, my—I can't get my heart rate down this morning, and I, so I don't. I'm glad there's going to come a day when all the former things are passed away, aren't you? Um, I enjoy life, but I'm glad as we, as we just have the thought of uh, um, just driving down here this morning. I—I I, I just got to thinking about that, that because um, I knew I knew what my heart was doing. I, you can feel it, and it gets. Um, when it gets uh, fluttering and beating that fast, uh, and there's nothing you can do to stop it, and I just got to think, and I'm glad there's going to come a day when when all that'll be behind us, and we'll have a new body. We were talking about sickness this morning. Apparently, Miss Opal had another spell. Miss Clemith isn't. Um, I talked to her a few days ago, and she sounded awfully weak. Um, we just heard. Um, I read two cards. One from a a precious, precious little baby. One from the family of, uh, of of a lady that had lived a long time. Um, but they're both in eternity now. And I have no doubts that both of them are alive this morning. And they're alive far more than we're alive because they live by the power of that crucified, resurrected Son of God. And I'm glad there's coming a day when... when um, and if you're lost, you... Um, I said this last week, you won't understand it, but I'm glad. I think there's an excitement among God's people when we get to thinking about the Son of God coming back in His power and glory and snatching us up and and calling us home or if we go by the grave, there'll be a sweet peace as we cross um, and never, never have to go to another cemetery again. Boy, I'm glad of that. I'm glad of that promise there will be no graves there. But we've got a promise that we can live forever. And I appreciate that so much. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh. When thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun, or the light, or the moon, or the stars be not darkened nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders shall cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. For ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed, and sought out, and set in order many proverbs, The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even the words of truth. The words of the wise are as goads and nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further by these, my son, be admonished of making many books there is no end, and much study is the weariness of the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Get that Again, I'm probably not going to exactly preach, but I just want to say a few words. Um, and it seems like it's been a, a busy week, it's been a good week. Um, but the times that I've had... Um, The times I've had, I've I've tried to think about what uh, what God would require of me this morning and and I don't know what He'll require of you. Um, But I thought about as we were... Actually, we were going home from from church last Sunday and uh, maybe it was last Sunday night and and we got to talking about, Michelle and I, just about responsibility. Uh, And so I've thought all week just about... Responsibilities and and, uh, and and we were talking about and it's not uh, not any church that you would know, but there's a situation regarding some uh, friends of ours in a in a church and and somebody's going to have to be excluded and they were they were just uh, talking about that and and uh, and I said personally it's my belief that uh, because the uh, uh, the people our friends that we were talking to they uh, they they're dreading it, but they know it has to be done. And, uh, and that's the way it is. We, uh, when we talk about church discipline, which is something that, uh, that, uh, that we don't want to do, uh, but it's needful and it's necessary, uh, and it's needful that we do it by the biblical standard that, uh, that we have before us. And, and I'm not going to talk about that this morning, but that's what sort of spawned this conversation. And, and uh, I said, uh, in my opinion, uh, it should be the responsibility uh, of of the father of this of this man to to be the one to make the motion, and, and I know that'd be hard. I understand that'd be hard uh, but that's that 's sort of the way I feel about it that uh, that it should come from that family in particular instead of one of the deacons always uh, and uh, but anyway i 'm not going to talk about that, but that that just got me to thinking about responsibilities and, and about what are man's responsibilities today and I realize we live in a time when, uh, when men seem to be responsible for very, very little. I'm glad I grew up in a time and a generation and to a mother and a father who taught me about responsibility. I'm glad I grew up under, uh, under the sound of preaching uh, that taught me about what my responsibilities were. I'm glad I've studied in the Word of God and and uh, and all of us have responsibilities. If you're uh, you could be the youngest one here this morning, uh, you have a responsibility to obey your mom and your dad. Uh, you have a responsibility. I've seen back when I worked a lot of public work at Walmart. Uh, i 've seen kids uh, uh, come in and talk to their mamas and their daddies like uh, just like dogs in the street, uh, and the mamas and daddies would just hate that and, uh, and my heart broke for them but uh, but uh, but but they need to discipline i 'm saying there's a responsibility to children uh, to listen to your parents uh, and when they tell you something you you might not understand it uh, and probably the uh, at least for me the the thing that I hated hearing. Uh, from my dad worse than anything uh, was when I would ask why and he would say because I said so. And uh, and I never understood that and that would really rub me the wrong way. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I understand. Uh, and so when we think about responsibilities, we, uh, we know that our Heavenly Father its because He said so. And that why that's why we have it. And so if you're a child, you have a responsibility to be mindful of of your parents. You have a responsibility uh, to come and be mindful of the house of God. If you are a parent today, uh, you have a responsibility uh, to, uh, to your children. You have a responsibility to see that they are fed and that they are clothed, and that they have the things necessary uh, for them to, uh, to have life. Uh, if you are a, a church member, you have a responsibility to be at the house of God. You have a responsibility because you have coveted yourself together. Uh, with these brothers and these sisters, and you have a responsibility uh, to come to Sunday school. I know that's not going to sit well, uh, but I believe that to be true. I believe you have a responsibility uh, to bring your children to Sunday school. I believe you have a responsibility uh, as you, as you tuck them in at night uh, uh, to sit down with them and pray with them and pray over them. You have a responsibility for you see, God has entrusted you with their little souls. He's entrusted you with their lives. He's entrusted you. And church, you have a responsibility to lead. Men, you have a responsibility that very, very few are picking up today. Men has a responsibility to treat his life as Christ loves the church. I realize we live in an era where marriage really doesn't mean much. I realize that we live in a culture where men don't take that serious. But I want you to understand the Word of God says marriage is honorable in the all and the bed undefiled. It says that women have a responsibility to submit and that's not going to sit well. But that's not my words; That's the Word of God. It says that wives... You have a responsibility to submit yourselves to your husband. And because as Christ is head of the church, so the husband is head of the wife. And when I say head of the wife, I don't mean that you want the Lord over her. That's not what Christ does with his church. But I thought about As I was preaching last week about that fountain that was opened, the thought came to me. As I thought about that spear that pierced the Savior's side, I thought about what a beautiful thing that was, that when God created Adam, and then He created Eve, He caused the sleep to fall upon Adam, and He opened up Adam's side, and out of Adam's side He brought forth the bride. He brought forth a woman and I thought so many parallels would run uh, to Jesus Christ on the cross uh, because He went to the sleep of death and after He went to sleep uh, His side was indeed pierced uh, and brought open but out of that came His bride, out of that blood and the water came the bride of Christ. Isn't that a remarkable thing? And so husbands have a responsibility. And I'll be honest, I don't like preaching this. But you have a responsibility to protect your wife. You have a responsibility to to provide for your family. Men in this culture have a responsibility that's not changed over time. God set up the family. You're living in a generation where they are trying to do away with the nuclear family. And by nuclear family, I mean a mom and a dad. Married, raising their children in the same house. That's a, And you're living in a culture that, that wholly almost just rejects that. But I'm telling you, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility that as Christ loved His church and so gave Himself for His church, you have a responsibility to love your wife in that manner. That there is nothing you wouldn't do for her and for her joy and for her happiness. And Men, it is your responsibility. It's your responsibility to see to her needs, to love her like no man ever loved her before. I think about the way that Jesus Christ when He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men to Me. I thought about the the pleadings. Men have a... Men have a abstract view of God. Uh, the, the, the society today and many religious folks seem to think that God is, is just a bully seated up there waiting to lash out. That's not the God that I serve. And the God that I serve is full of mercy and He's full of love. The God that I serve gave His own Son to die that I might live. And so He said, Love your wives like I've loved you. And women, you have a responsibility to honor and reverence your husband. I've seen wives come in at where I've worked at before and just cut their husbands down in front of his co-workers. That's not the way it ought to be done. I'm saying this to help you. And I don't know why I got off on all of that, but we have a responsibility to our family. And we don't need to take that for granted. Men, you have a response. You know, in the Old Testament, uh, the 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 the, uh, especially before the priesthood of Aaron was given, the man, the husband, the father, the man of the house stood as the head, and the priest before God for his own family. And I said that to say this: Men, you have a responsibility to see to the uh, nurture of your children and to bringing them up in the house of the Lord. That is your responsibility as men and as husbands, not to put it all on the wives. But uh, but stepping aside from that, and I'm about done because I just can't continue very much longer, but but I thought about what is their responsibility uh, unto the Lord. And that's a different responsibility altogether. Uh, all of these are responsibilities that God has entrusted in us, but I read in Ecclesiastes the scripture, and that might sound like a, um, like a uh, like maybe you didn't understand it. If you read that again, it's encouraging you to remember the Creator while you're young. Not that you can't be saved once you get older, uh, but I believe that uh, that the percentages, if we would look at it that way, drop significantly if you're not saved at a younger age. And the reason for that is because the world will harden your heart. And as so it's talking about remember in the days of your youth. But then it goes on to talk about the remarkable transformation that every last one of us, if we live long enough, is going to face uh, This uh, this Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It's a beautiful thing. It talks about in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. That's the arms and the hands. They're going to tremble as you get older. And it says the, uh, the uh, strong men shall bow themselves. That's the legs. There's going to come a day that they're not going to be as strong and they're going to uh, want to cause you to bow down. And then it talks about the grinders are going to cease. That's the teeth. And as you get older, you'll soon find out they're going to get fewer. And it talks about the look how the windows be darkened. That's your eyes. Your eyesight is going to grow dim with age. It talks about the doors shall be shut in the streets. That's the years talks about the sound of the grinding is low and, 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 and He shall rise up at the voice of a bird. In other words, as you get older, you've heard a lot of people say, I've heard my parents and grandparents say they can't sleep. There's a reason for that. All of this is what happens to the human body as we age. It says they shall be afraid and fear shall be in the way and the almond tree shall flourish. That's the white hay. And you could go on and on and draw the parallels. But I find that such a beautiful picture because at the end of that it says when all of this happens then man shall cease and unto dust he shall return. And I believe the Scripture will bear out that man was created from the dust. And so once we've lived X amount of years, we're all going to be put into the ground and we're going to decay. And I'm not trying to be, uh, be mean about it this morning. I'm trying to show you how beautiful it is. See, this body, this body is not me. Uh, this body is what you see. Uh, this body is what I travel in. Uh, but this body is made of the dust of the earth. Uh, and this body will once again one day return to the dust of the earth. Uh, but see, it says there that the Spirit shall return to God who gave it. I've thought about that this week. And and what, what are our responsibilities regarding this? He's given us His Word. He's given us His Gospel. He's given us everything that we would need. And so it says because they go to their long home. See, there's a home that we're going to go to one day. And you have a responsibility in this life to be prepared for that day. You have a responsibility... You listen, because I'm right now done. Children, if you're here, if you never remember anything I've ever said or ever will say again, uh, you remember this. Because you've been in the house of God, because you've heard the Gospel preached, you have a responsibility Unto God, because you've been taught the way of salvation. And if you neglect that and turn that responsibility away, you're going to find yourself at the end of life. And when your, when your body returns back to the dust, and the spirit returns unto the Lord for the day of judgment, you're going to hear, depart from me, I never knew you. And you're going to be cast into outer darkness. It don't have to go that way with you. But I want you to understand you have a responsibility. What does that word mean? It means you're going to be accountable. We don't even know what the word responsibility means in this culture because it seems that very few are ever really held accountable in our land. And that's the way it seems. But there's going to come a day when you're going to stand before God and you're going to stand before that Creator and those books are going to be open. And the book of life is going to be opened. And my friends, you're going to be judged. And I just read there of the things that you did in this life. That's what you're going to be judged on. What did you do with your life? God that gave you all the, all the responsibilities. And so we're going to be judged at how we were, uh, how we reacted to that responsibility that God gave us. I'm going to be held in account for how I treat my wife. You're going to be held in account for how you treat your husband. You're going to be held in account for how you raise your children. And you're going to be held in account for the times that you took them to church and the times that you did not. And you're going to be held in account, my friends, for a lot of things. And so there's one thing in particular that's going to matter in that day is that's have you been saved? Have you been born again? That the plan of salvation was so freely given And worked out everything by God. He requires nothing of us to complete that plan except to come believing and repenting. And the Bible says, he says in Ezekiel, why will you die, O house of Israel? He said, I've said before you these ways. Ezekiel was set up to be a watchman. And he said, I'm going to be held an account. I'm going to give an account of my time as a watchman. Could I say church member? Not just preachers. Church members, you're going to be held in account. And I'm going to be held in account of how well we watched from that tower. The Bible declares that we are the watchmen in the tower. And that when we see the evil begin to come throughout the land, that we should warn those that are lost and begin to blow the trumpet. And it said if we, if we blow the trumpet... And, uh, and they don't turn from their wicked ways, but they hear the sound of the trumpet, and yet never get saved, their blood will be on their own heads. Uh, and that's the responsibility that they have as hearers of the Word of God. They have that responsibility to come unto the Lord for salvation. Uh, but it goes on to say that if we see that danger, and we don't blow the trumpet, if we don't make a good watchman on the tower. If we don't warn those of their evil ways, if we don't warn those that you best repent of your sins, that the blood of their blood will be upon our hands. And so we must give an account as a good steward of the gospel. I can't answer for you, and you can't answer for me, but I know I will give an account of the times that I've been on the tower. I'll give an account of the times that I've tried to warn men. I'll give an account of the times that I saw the danger and yet kept my mouth shut and did not warn men. I'll give an account. I have a responsibility to you as your pastor. I have a responsibility to preach unto you from this blessed book. You have a responsibility as hearers to read this book and make sure I'm preaching to you the truth from this book. You see, if you don't know the book, you're not going to know if I'm being responsible handling the Word of God. You have to know it. You must know it. And you must guard it. That's my message today. I don't know, it's been been awfully weak, but I'm awfully weak this morning. But we all have a responsibility. He ended with, with this whole book that he declared everything of the world to be vanity. And it really is. Everything in this world is vanity save the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. But He said, let's hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments for this is the whole duty of man. So that's our duty, to fear God and to keep His commandments. And He said, that's the conclusion of the matter. How do you know what His commandments are if you don't know the book? How do you know what His commandments are? How do you know what your duty is? If you've never read the book, it tells you children, moms, dads, husbands, wives, church members, pastors, deacons. It lays out responsibilities for each and every one of us. Hear God. Keep His commandments. We're going to be responsible for it one day after a while. Come ahead with a song.